Hey, Dave Badders, welcome to Bad Boy Running. We've just recorded the bad stuff. And in this week's episode, it is an absolute belter. Not only do we we talk about whether you can drink French milk. Jody obviously has some very strong views on that and whether they can make you fail a drugs test, which is one of the claims that is out there at the moment. And it seems it's quite a strong claim. We also talk about um, the sad the fact that UTMB have decided not to bring Corinne Malcolm back for Western States next year, crazy. And the impact that's having the community and the response to that. And we also talk about the, the dangers of running in some countries as a trail runner, shout out to Tom Evans. We hope you're okay, buddy. Um, got mugged sadly in the build up to ultra trail Cape town. All of that is coming up in this episode. It's super fun. So uh, take it away, Nick. They're bad, they're boys, and occasionally they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Bye 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 Nothing. Really nothing. I can't believe it's not professional behind the mic. Who would have thought? <laughs> You're revealing all your secrets. What? I can't. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. Yeah, the veil has the veil has fallen. Uh unbelievable. But I am do bad as I'm I've, I've already told JD I'm doing stretches while we record this podcast because not, it's not structural healing. It's not, not structural healing. Well, is maybe it? under the desk. But um <laughs> not that JD can see. <laughs> Actually, that's something that did you find this? So we were I, I've got some running stuff to talk about, but I found my my testosterone levels have dropped massively since we've had the baby. Um, which, uh, wait a minute. How, how often are you measuring them? I can just tell. I can just tell. Yeah. The, that's totally um, normal. But that's totally normal. That was that is that is totally normal that you as soon as I mean, from an evolutionary perspective, that's what's supposed to happen. Like you, you, as you become a father, your testosterone levels, because obviously. Oh my God. Life, life doesn't, life doesn't want you going out and um, it's amazing. Spread, spreading more of that hellard seed anywhere else at the moment. It wants you it's to just nurture. It's so good. Not, it's, you know, when you, you know, when you hear of people who've, who've taken the, the recent injection for, um, for appetite suppression, and they they say it's almost as if like a side of me, like this voice in my head has been turned off that's constantly there to eat. It's so nice having a lower testosterone level where you're not just a like I, I feel like my whole life I've been holding in this raging hornbag teenager. And now it's gone. And I'm like I can just get on with my day without having this constant voice going, it's so, it's so good. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's interesting. You know, it's funny. Like, it does. Uh, I mean, I think that's that's the impression that most people have of you. But you actually confirm that. That's excellent as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm having to constantly rein 
in <laughs> that part of me. Um, carry carry on, Hellas. <laughs> but it's it's weird the way um, it's I want I do I've always wondered whether at some point we're going to see men as being victims of testosterone and this whole toxic masculinity and the fact that men are generally more likely to be terrible people. Um, will there become a reframing of society where they're almost like, well, poor me and my my testosterone forcing me to be this person I don't want to be? Well, no, I, do you know what? That's a really interesting thing because I, w- I was thinking about this recently and about how um, how much discussion there is about um, hormones and the fact that, you know, uh, women fall victim to, you know, the, the hormonal levels changing and things like that. And I was like, well... That's interesting, but for some reason that, you know, men, obviously they don't have the kind of same fluctuation in hormones and different changes in no, their body as women constant. have. It's just constant, it's just constant barrage. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but still, you know, the, the same thing applies. Um, you are, you are a victim of your, of your hormones. I wouldn't necessarily say a victim. I mean, that's just the reality of, of life. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. how come... How come some are acceptable and others aren't? Like when, yeah, you know, what are we going to say that? Oh, that, this hormone—it's um, okay to be at the mercy of this hormone, but this hormone is—you uh, know—because of that, you're not—you know—you're never excused from anything. Um, you know, it's—you're yeah. you know, absolutely right. It's like we are all victims of our hormones and regulation of hormones, and I think probably that's why. And it's a misunderstanding about hormones as well. I mean, like who used to talk about? I mean, it's actually, it is insane how discussion of hormones is only a relatively recent thing, mm. really, in terms well, of actual people talking about it on TV and, and things like that. It, well, that's I mean, because it is... discussion of women's issues is only a relatively recent thing, to be fair, in the media, which is probably why that it's um, now that actually we're looking to understand more about female anatomy well, yeah, yeah well no you say like yeah i know but like it's not as if it was even like a discussion you know you'd think at least it would be a discussion within the you know um gp's office but it never was mm. it never was and it's still now like i think you know most people would find that there's a you know, frustration that actually like gps just don't really have any real understanding of, of things like that um on both sides so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? How um, how things have as things have changed. But yeah, your hormones, your testosterone. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right. Like, you know, there's a there's a, there's a subject what a beginning. we'll be talking what about. Beginning. But it does make me wonder about my track. So I've signed up to a 10k next weekend that I'm gonna I'm gonna run because I just thought hardcore. Yeah, I've hit I've hit some. I've, I've started to not be as shit as I have been since the injury and right. What can I do with this? Well, I'm not going to sign up for a marathon straight away. And even if I do, that's not going to give me that much motivation day to day. And realistically, that's not going to help me. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to do the training I'd want to at the moment because of, because of Hercules. Um, yeah. So whereas a 10 K like I signed up maybe a week ago, so two and a half weeks out, like, yeah, actually doing, getting a bit of motivation to do some harder sessions. Um, I haven't got a 10K PB. I think I only ever ran one, which was my first ever marathon cycle. Um, so what, sh- what, what, 
What are you calling it now? What are you calling time-wise? I don't know. I think if I if I got under 37 minutes, I think that would be pretty hard to do, so what, but possible. What, what do you... What, this is quite useful, actually. So yeah. knowing where you are at the moment, what, what yeah. is going to be your training for that? Is that just going to be a couple of like intense sessions? I mean, there's not a huge amount you can do. Um, yeah, I think what's that gonna, what, what's, what's that, I what's, think there's what's a huge be, amount then? you can do. Okay, so, what's that going to be then? So basically, before before I ran like the sub 18 5K, which I was genuinely surprised about, I did, I think, three sessions of 400s. 400 meters where I did 400 meter reps that was maybe 10 of them or eight of them off 35 second pauses. So that is almost simulating. You haven't got much of a break there. So your heart rate's up. So it's like running a 5k. Then the next week I upped it to maybe, was it eight to 10, but I increased the length of time in between. And um, so it went up to I think 55 seconds and then in between six of them, uh, so in between five of them, I had a two-minute rest. So my heart rate came right down and rest so I could do faster. And then the next week, I did 12 with a break at six. Um, I can't remember what the rest was there, but I think it was long. Oh, was it longer or not? And um, and and so I was getting just getting my top speed faster. So now that I'm doing this 10K, last week I went out and I did four times one miles as my interval what I hope to be around 10k pace later today I'm going to go out which is why I need to stretch I haven't stretched because I haven't had time <laughs> in two days and uh I find if I don't stretch then when I come to run I just feel tight and don't don't run well but I, I'm going to go out I'm going to do three times two miles yeah. and I'm going to have probably a two minute rest in between each of those intervals and so that to me is going to allow my body to recover and run the second and the third ones a lot faster than if I was doing, I'd probably normally do like a, a minute rest if I was doing something like that. And, uh, and so that way, actually, if I bring together those six miles, that's a 10 K and I'm going to run them faster than I can run a 10 K currently. And so actually it's replicating what it's going to be on the race day. So I'm hoping that followed by I, my weekends could be shot to pieces because I'm doing filming and stuff. Um, but I'm hoping that will then allow me to my, get my body ready for a 10K. I'll probably go and do some speed work on Saturday, depending on schedule, do a longer run on the sat on the Sunday, and then maybe some, some short sprints on a Tuesday and uh, and do a tiny little taper. But one thing I've changed, I've realised. So my whole life from twenty, let's say twenty eleven onwards, I've run probably six days a week. Yeah. Until I got injured, and I'm looking at my life now and thinking, oh god, I just I just can't be fucked to do that. And I could try and do that, but I just don't think I would. And so instead, I'm thinking, right, actually, what should I do? Let's aim for four days a week, two at the weekend, two midweek. And suddenly, yeah. like the pressure I feel now is so much less because actually I only need to do one hard session in the week and I can do a, a tempo run on Saturday. And so that's infinitely achievable. And last night, 
I was work like this first day, first day kind of semi back at work yesterday. Yeah. And this is where we still haven't figured out how to do it because I was up at, I think five looking after the baby. Um, then Briggsy came down. I was kind of ready to work at nine, but at the end of the day, it's then like, fuck, I haven't done any running. I want to run. I was meant to do the session yesterday. We had friends coming over at seven to watch the women's football. And so I was like, right, I'm just going to go out and jog four miles. So I've done a run because I know I only need to do one session in the week. And so yeah. I'm like, I can do that tomorrow. That's fine. Whereas before, if I was doing six days a week, I'd be like, well, I need to do this session this day. And that session is so rigid. And also yeah. it, there's every day you're waking up thinking, oh God, and you can't adjust it. Whereas if I, with fewer sessions, I can miss a day and just do it the day after or do it earlier. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's useful for how how I've just changed my approach. And I think when the trouble will be that at the moment I'm running without doing any core, any any of my weight training that I need to do to stop me being injured. So at some point I'm going to have to reintroduce uh, that'll that. That'll be fine. That won't, that won't come back to bite you on the ass or anything. I'm not absolutely sure. Yeah, so I've just that was just something I was like during, Can't during wait. baby next, time. Next week's episode, everyone, just a quick review. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let's write the headlines out, shall we? David gets yeah. injured. <laughs> yeah, so at some point I need to introduce the weights, and I'm like, shit, how am I going to do that? How are you going to do that without the testosterone? Testosterone drops, any? Because I know, I imagine you were lifting big. Oh mate, I was uh, just the, the the only thing bigger than the weights I was lifting were my my ma- massive balls pumping for that <laughs> testosterone hanging out of my shorts, just dangling around. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I go back, it's gonna be I'll be out of out of sync with weights and not the testosterone. Maybe I won't even be able to lift the bar that I put weights onto. I don't know why it is. I just picture you um, when you go to the gym. For some reason, in an 80s-style kind of leotard, leggings and um, uh, leg warmers, um, and your kind of routine is less less kind of like muscle bro, um, you know, iron monkey type thing, and more of a, oh, let's put some leg weights on and have a couple of those kind of pastel coloured, like hand weights like <laughs> things. And you're, and you're kind of like jogging while to the music while looking and in the mirror. Walk like, and I walk like Ace Ventura when I walk around the gym. You know, the Everything's the music. Is it, is it not like that? Well, th- the weird thing is, is that, like, as, as a runner, you realise that we are pretty strong on some weights that others aren't she so go in there and you do like a car phrase machine every now and then because your machines are done you're like oh actually i can almost max out this machine like how does that work when you've got car phrase machine is absolutely ridiculous though isn't yeah. it i mean yeah, like, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's easy it's always easy to get on the car phrase machine like yeah. no one's yeah, ever yeah. on the car phrase machine like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes some of them like some of the machines you just like they didn't really need a machine for this like I know, I think car phrase is one of those. What type? What What is your car phrase machine like? Is it the one where you it, you stand up and you have the kind of the, the the pressure on your shoulders and you're doing the car phrases, or is it that stupid one where you sit down and you push the thing away from you? Yeah, you phrases. sit down and push the one. Oh, and like, that is yeah, that, that just, is so stupid. It's just easy. Just stand on a on a step and just do yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I. But yeah, um, you're right. You're right. 
I've got some news that I'm sure you probably instinctively felt already that this is big. This is big news. And it it ties into this, let's just say this story I've been reading about is not, full of full of facts. Not, not baby, I was gonna say not, baby number two's not on the way already, is it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not with my not with my level of testosterone. <laughs> that is not gonna be a worry. No, no, no. <laughs> but um so this is a delight. This ties into your your deep, deep racist views on the French. They're not racist so, uh, views if they're true. I'm not true. I'm not this is this is true. Just, I just want to point out to everyone that I'm not racist about the French. Well, firstly, you can't be racist about the French, and secondly, it is it is fact that they are obsessed with um, bureaucracy. I mean, the word bureaucracy cannot be any more French. Now, now, how do you feel about um, French French dairy? <laughs> um, I'm pretty repelled by 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 French dairy. Why French dairy? So, sound, French dairy sounds like a really trendy restaurant in Hoxton or something. Oh, it, it does, isn't it, it? doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, or slightly seedy. Yeah, something. Anyway, um, so this is the headline. Where you're going with that? But that was gonna that was gonna reveal <laughs> something about you. <laughs> you quickly shut down. I'll have the French dairy, please, honey. <laughs> Give me the full works. But, it's um, a, a menu in Amsterdam. <laughs> so this is this is the, the the headline from. It's a cycling article, I'm afraid, but it says, oh, "Wake God. up to anything but milk." Pro cyclists warn not to eat or drink dairy products at cyclocross race after positive doping tests. So this is an amazing story oh, where I don't know. I, I don't know whether this is a great angle of like uncovering my ass for a failed drug test or whether this is genuine. But so it turns out there's two cyclists, great names, by the way, one called Toon Ayertz and one called Sherry Bosuit. Um, it's definitely how you pronounce those names. Um, <laughs> and um, they've both blamed their recent um, drug test fails um, on the milk, the dairy they consumed while racing in Flamanville, Normandy, which is the site of this Sunday. And I've probably read, in fact, this is, yeah, the site of Sunday just coming cyclocross world cup rounds so they're genuinely a warning people not to take any of the dairy because of their failed drug tests that happened in flamanville so what's in the what's in the dairy what's in the dairy that they're blaming so there's this and and these are these are all words that i've never heard of before flamanville tune um but also letrazole so letrozole apparently is, and I, I need to quickly skim read again this article to remind myself, they they were found to have letrozole in their blood. And letrozole yeah. isn't isn't itself a um it's it's not something that aids performance by itself. Um yeah. but it's used to block estrogen during the treatment of breast cancer. Okay. And that um, and that is due to its ability to boost testosterone levels. So instead of taking testosterone, you could take this and it would naturally 
increase um the and and reduce the feminizing effects of anabol anabolic steroids right so when uh when when you get big weightlifters who have little tiny balls um a bit like how i feel at the moment that is because of the feminizing effects of anabolic steroids and so um yeah. and it turns out that actually they've started to use um letrozole for um for cattle and i'm just trying to skim read why <laughs> this is but the trouble is at the moment of they, course they... of course there's wait a minute wait a minute so you're saying letrozole could be present in cows uh, present in cows as well yeah 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 so um right, there's all sorts there's all sorts of really sinister excuses that they could come up with here <laughs> <laughs> and so but the but it also turns out that uh, Alberto Contador said he had tainted beef from the same region back in 2010 when he he posited, uh, tested positive for clenbuterol. Um, but they've actually said that this it sounds like they think this could be genuine because uh, letrozole is used to um, synchronize that they're giving they they're suggesting that it's given to cows to synchronize their cycles in the same way you know the yep. when females go together and they they then sync to yep. the alpha females um yeah. cycle they're suggesting that potentially letrozole has been given to these cows so they can they can all be on the same cycle so that when they come to bring in the bull for fertilization they know that all of the cows are on heat at the same time now the trouble is there are that they don't test milk for this at the moment so actually they don't know whether this is the case or not and these two cyclists have failed for a very unusual drug to be taking to be fair um and you've got to think if they're taking this drug it's they've done their research to, to be like this is the one we want to take um but the worry is now that if you take yogurt or um milk while you're in this region you may also fail a drugs test well do you know what i would suggest to people um to not under any circumstances have any dairy whatsoever for fear that this may be infected across the whole of europe um so if you don't want to if you don't want your park run time to be um you know struck off because of some random testing and everything please pick up the oatly Ditch the dairy. This but is great. surely, the French, and surely the, French and the cyclists are helping bring down the dairy industry. But, Love but, it. But Thank Oatly, you. Oatly isn't performance enhancing, unlike this. Maybe they could market this as specifically taking this types of milk will help uh, not only reduce your testy shrinkage, but aid performance potentially. I don't... don't measure what they put in animals before giving you the milk from those animals i mean that's slightly worrying isn't it considering the number of problems we've had you know considering when when you know mad cow disease happened like the french were the first to basically british beef no way you know they were the first weren't they and yeah. it turns out yeah, all yeah, the yeah. french are just like what test what's in our animal what are you talking about like yeah 
yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, you need to fill in 3,000 forms and have all these medical things, but we don't actually test anything useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and by the way, do bad is Jody is recording in a Starbucks at the moment. So what I've been trying to do in the last paragraph is trying to get Jody to talk about testes out loud in the Starbucks while he's surrounded by a lot of random people who don't realize, he probably don't realize he's recording one of the world's uh, greatest podcasts. In, well, what, you in... don't, what, what you don't understand, though, is that everybody around here is literally talking about testosterone and hormones all the time. That's what that's just that's a normal chat in a Starbucks now. Did you do you not know? Oh, you're gonna have you have you wait a minute? You have you done on a have you done like an NCT um uh, coffee shop play date yet? You're not done one of those yet. No, they, we've they've done, but they had bubbles and and babies and bubbles around at ours. Uh, yesterday the girls came. No, over, so, so that happened no, downstairs. No, 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 no. You got wait. You got You got to go on mass to a coffee shop and then really piss people off, act like a bunch of absolute harridans. Uh, buy one coffee, stay there for five hours. Um, you know, get your buggies everywhere, annoy everyone, that kind of stuff. That's the that's the it's because of that that a lot of cafes in Brighton all of a sudden went from having like you know uh, normal tables and chairs to like really high tables and really high chairs and you know like stools <laughs> and stuff that make it as, as uh, unkid, unbaby uh, group friendly as possible. Um, oh, really? because they because because they are costing them profits and stuff like that. Yeah, the number of the number of coffee shops that they've made it kind of impossible for a baby group to meet there now is unbelievable. Which is why they always just end up going into like Costas and and Starbucks now. Ah, uh, interesting. Oh, that doesn't happen yeah. around here. They they love the uh, what is you've got the pink pound for the the gay pound. What's the baby pound? What's the what's the color of that? Brown. What type of pound is it? <laughs> The brown, the brown pound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the. Uh, and I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's a. It, it, I don't know. I'm not necessarily sure that there. It, 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 there is a money thing because normally what happens is that it, it is that thing of going to. All parents have an entitlement that they can bring whatever shit they want with them, um, and eat it in a in a coffee shop or restaurant or whatever because you've got a baby yeah. with you. So you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh. Oh yeah, are you the baby's say, oh, getting no, no, boob. Why can't I get something? It's just like you know, I'm, you know, I'm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. So, um, so no. yeah, I think that's the uh, that's the that's the issue, isn't it? It's um, no. you know, I'm, I, but that, that's why I, I I need you to understand the dynamic of that. I want you to understand the dynamic of that. The other <laughs> dynamic is that I, have you been out? Have you been out pushing the baby around and stuff? And you found all the secret hidden places, um, in shops and other things where they have baby changing that you never knew about until you've had a baby not yet we once our baby's in the pram uh herc just sleeps and he's happy to ride in his own shit he's uh <laughs> he's he's got no he's gonna be a he's gonna love obstacle racing he'll just be wallowing in that for hours so it's it's not is been an what, issue is yet. That what, is that what you say after 12 hours you've got to oh he's fine. he loves it absolutely <laughs> loves it <laughs> it's not you know it's, it's like a mud unless, it's like a mud unless, pack isn't it Unless it's full, unless the nap is falling off him, he's fine. It's absolutely base, and yeah, and then it takes care of itself, right? Um, <laughs> it's no, self cleaning. It's a yeah. self cleaning base. <laughs> but did um, uh, did we talk about Tom Evans last week? No. Did you hear about um? Did you hear about what happened to Tom? Oh wait a minute. Wait, maybe we did. Come on, what happened to Tom? Now so that you've Tom, mentioned it, 
So Tom was on a training run at um, Ultra Trail Cup Cape Town and he was mugged at a machete point. Yes. Uh, you mentioned it last time. I don't think we did add much detail. Okay. Well, because you were um, talking about, I think you were talking it in, ter- we were talking it in terms of uh, Midnight Runners, weren't we? Um, I think in that context of saying that Midnight Runners is a, you know, uh, groups of people feel safe together in places they yeah, wouldn't otherwise. Okay. And I think, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a really horrific story where um, so Tom had gone out to, to race what for many people is the last um, qualifier of the year for, for getting his stones. And while on a run, he um, he got in a tussle. It, it sounded as if at first he fought back. You know, he's, he's a, a, an ex-soldier. But then they pulled out a machete and they took took everything, his, his kind of watch, his phone, um, and... He was so shaken by it. This was a number of days before the race, but he just didn't feel like he could. He wasn't in the right headspace to then run because he was yeah. going to be going out onto the same trails. And um, yeah. and God, I mean, that makes it. It's that's fairly crazy. It gives you an insight. And we we spoke to Thaban quite a few a couple of years ago, who was the South African trail running champion, and we also spoke to. Oh, what was his name? The uh, the lovely gentleman who'd run who'd run the the world record for for ascent in I think twenty four hours or something up and down table top, table mountain. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, it's um, how how do you deal with it with with something like that with one of the the international nature of racing now is people are going to places that are quite dangerous and people are running with a phone. And a watch. I mean, some some watches now are what seven hundred pounds or so. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it. And you and you've got it all on show, isn't it? Right. I always think about that with like with children. I mean, like you know, you think about a child didn't used to kind of carry around like a phone and stuff like that. And now Frida's got a phone, and she's you know she's carrying around a few hundred pounds worth of thing and makes. Makes children a target and stuff, regardless of whether she's got it or not. There's the perception is that like most children of her age do have some kind of device and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't. It's, yeah, yeah, it's really, and it does make you it, wonder. It's really how, difficult to negotiate. Like how South Africa, if how South Africans, because it it is still a dangerous place. I won't say who, but one of my friends uh, last week had a, a breeze block thrown through their car window at a stop sign in an attempt to try and mug them and they had to like drive away to um to avoid to avoid basically being mugged some people had died in the area and like wow actually it's super hard to be a trail runner in some countries where it 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 just isn't safe to be out by yourself in some areas like how yeah really 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 sad yeah yeah i think i think there's a it's a general thing, isn't there, though, isn't it? Because the, um, I mean, it's not quite the same, um, but when when we're in recession or when there's like mm. a cost of living crisis and stuff like that, crime obviously goes goes up. And it's all the kind of, it, it starts off with like the petty crime and stuff, like shoplifting. Mm. Like, you know, I don't know if you've like noticed over the last, I don't know whether you go to like kind of big supermarkets and stuff or, or other things like that, but big, yeah, big supermarkets and stuff are now got, mm. because they self-checkout, it's such a kind of a big thing in them. They've now had to implement 
they've implemented this thing where it's self-checkout but then you've got to get your receipt and go through a little kind of um like blocked off gates and oh you got to scan, scan it yeah, yeah. okay uh, it, it, because there's obviously they're doing that. and, and it, those small measures are fine in the supermarkets but it means like all smaller shops have like got this massive increase in um uh in, in shoplifting like small shops are just absolutely mm. kind of screwed like even things like fuel theft have like risen massively people driving off without paying for fuel and stuff like that and so it does then you know then have a knock-on effect in terms of things like muggings and thefts and, and stuff like that and it does and, and it seems you know runners People who are out with you know, you know, obviously all of the things that that that, that go with it. I mean, even shoes, like you know, mm. stealing some shoes off someone and blocking them again, you're going to get a lot of money for those as well. So it's it's like you're going. Although out. Some, some of the shoes you only get one use out of them, so actually, if they're wearing them, it's it's already too late. <laughs> but but yeah, exactly. The um, but yeah, it does. You know, it does make you. It, it kind of does make you think, doesn't it? That, as a as a runner, actually, because um, a cyclist, I think it's slightly different, isn't it? It's quite hard to kind of mug a cyclist when they're yeah. along. It's much easier to just yeah, yeah. steal their bike, steal the bike when it's like parked up and stuff. Like, so you don't have that kind of direct threat. But you can you can get a lot from a runner. Hmm. And know, a runner's going to be in a place that is more isolated than a cyclist typically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're gonna you know, and they're going to be. You know, it, it's hard if you go out for a long run it's hard to be so completely aware all the time isn't it because you're going to be you know tired and like you know fatigued and you're going to be thinking about your food and thinking about you know how you're feeling and stuff like that and just to have that level of awareness the whole time mm. um is it is is it is a difficult thing to have so yeah i think it's i don't know i don't know what the answer to something like that is but it just goes to show doesn't it that i mean literally anyone anywhere can 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 suffer from it or whether you know whether actually is it better to for some runs run with your your, your watch in your pocket or to run like not visible um, or just shit watches again because actually <laughs> the reality of most watches the watch I first had other than being a brick like eight years ago still does everything I need it to do um, I, I'm not I'm not looking at power I'm not looking at heart rate I just want my approximate time distance speed and actually. You don't but, need it's, but it's but it's perception, isn't it? It's like you know, I don't think many mm. people who mug are going to be go you know, like carefully looking at the watch on your hand and stuff like that. I think they just the assumption is that most people will have a phone on them. Um, yeah, somewhere. but at least if I've been mugged of a fifty a fifty pound third hand watch, I don't feel so bad. And actually, if they keep on, <laughs> and if yeah, that keeps on sure. happening, then they're going to be mugging people less, right? If every person who goes out has got a fifty pound shitty watch, they're like, well what's the point in this? I'm just selling it back to them for 40 quid. I think, I don't think the theft part of it's the bad part. I think the mugging part mm. is the bad part. I don't think many yeah, people true. are that bothered about actually, I think this the, it's the mugging in the first place. So mm. not have, not being mugged is the, I would think is the thing that most people are, are worried about. Um, yeah, but I do like the idea that the entirety of the running community um, makes a commitment and then communicates that to the whole of the low-level criminal community that um, we're only going to be wearing fifty quid watches. Is this <laughs> wait a minute? Is this a new business idea? You could use forty-nine pound watches. For, I've to basically got a, a drawer full of all my old watches that I'm. Uh, <laughs> I want to get rid of. 
I do. Uh, do you know what? I, I still have the, I still have my this uh, the Cas- I think it's a Casio Shockwave that I wore um, for um, uh, for the MDS, which was yeah, unbelievable. And it's just sat in my drawer, and it's still perfectly on time and stuff like that. And it's just like ready the most to go reliable, for your next MDS, ready, right? Ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I've um talking about MDS acronyms UT, UTMB. UTMB, they've bloody done it again, haven't they? Well, have they? So it does seem at the moment, whatever UTMB do is, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that, I think it's it almost to shit. reached a it tipping point. It's, it's reached a tipping point where the, the facade has been pulled away, the faith has been lost. And so now whenever they post something, everyone just piles in with comments like yeah you may say that but what about this what about that what about that so the last week sad announcement uh kareen malcolm who's been the commentator for western states for years um she's not been renewed basically and yeah it's it it's very well not it's not strange at all in that she is known for being quite vocal and she's um she's very she'll 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 give her opinions on when the footage isn't great or when there isn't equal coverage for the women or when they're showing too much of the men for example which is how it should be right and and we've had (laughs) a golden trail we had because of technical issues the very first eurosport live at the, the finish line of Mont Blanc, there was an issue with the camera on the finish line. And so when the, the um, Sophia locally, the first ever Eurosport winner of the Golden Trail, they didn't catch her. They cut to Peter Engel coming in third, showing him running down. Uh, so yeah, coming in or, or something like that when she was winning or, or something similar. And you're like, how? And, and obviously we in the studio were like, what the hell? We're so sorry, viewer. We don't know why this happened. Um, like this is this is obviously not acceptable. And we could do that because we knew that's what Golden Trail would think. That's what Greg, the organizer, yeah. he was as angry as we were. He's like, we the whole point of what we're trying to do is raise the level of women's running, and this is the first experience. So if you've got an organization behind you that is on the same yeah. page then you're not criticizing them. You're pointing out something that they also want to change. Yeah. But, you're on the side, you're on the side of the viewer. That's the thing. If you're on the side of the viewer yeah. and the organization's on the side of the viewer, that's the that's that's the thing. And yeah, you know, and they know that um uh, something isn't acceptable, um, even though yeah. it might be a hundred percent their fault. And and that, and if anything, you're you're explaining to the viewer that the thing that they're annoyed about is is it won't you know you're the whole organization you're representing your organization saying look we we also agree with what you're thinking right now and and it it keeps the view it keeps the faith of the viewer as well because they they understand that not not everything is perfect but the right. fact that kareen has basically been told she's not doing western states and she you know she is she is the voice of Western States for many. Her and um, and Dylan have, have done it for years. It, 
we are again we don't know the exact behind the scenes but um i believe in the adage if it ain't broke don't don't fix it uh, but also she's great and the only reason you think why would they get rid of a female commentator when actually there are far more male commentators already she's experienced she's great it's got to be because she's outspoken and you're like wow again utmb instead of listening are closing the door and um the post which she the post that she put on Instagram what's, five days what's ago. Happen, now. Yeah, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen when we sack um, someone who is known to be outspoken? What is going to be the side effects of that? Do we think? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, <laughs> right? You just and you don't do that. You move. You move an outspoken person. You keep them on the payroll. And you slowly move them away from the thing that they're doing until they quit. That's what that's what that's what a bad organization does. If they do yeah. it well, a bad organization who handles it well, you never sack an outspoken person who is popular. That is, yeah, because you know, then once they're on the outside and you're not paying them, you are screwed. Yeah, and actually, you that you know, there probably are very good strategies for what you do. You you you, you basically sideline them. Or you yeah. give them a, an impossible role, or you, um, or you listen. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one. No, no, way no. We said we said bad, bad organizations, bad organizations. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is like, yeah, we're talking, we're talking PR strat, PR strategies for bad organizations. If you need, if you're a bad organization and you need them, um, uh, PR strategies. Uh, it's our latest book out. Bad boy running uh, PR strategies for shit yeah, organizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pissing everywhere. It's called like, um, but the. But the, the and the, the the if you go onto Instagram and you see Corinne's post about it, so it's had six thousand two hundred likes, which is a lot of likes, but also not just the fact that this has happened and she's said it. When you then look at who is commenting on her post, it's so much of the core of the trail running community, so much of it. Um, you've got people like Hilary Giraldi and uh, just, just skimming through. Um, it, and so like Tim Tollefson, who organized Mammoth, uh, Mammoth Peaks, Billy Yang, um, Katie Scheid, who's you know, another another uh, commentator, Jason Coop from, from Coopcast. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And so... Not only is they don't they have still haven't realized that actually what you're doing is showing to the whole community that all of the big names in the community are against you in your actions because you haven't that ultra demos on there again <laughs> just skimming through um and you know Sophie Power it's it's Martiska who won TDS last year if you look through no no I like it I like it I like John it. What Kelly they're doing what they do yeah. What they're doing, what they're doing is they're saying your history and community mean nothing to us. We're, we're Iron Man. Yeah. We, I, well, I am Iron Man. We're Iron Man. We can pit, we piss off our own community endlessly. We don't care. Yeah, you're pissing off your community is is even even less important to us. But actually, so I went for a run with Sam, uh, Sam Hewitt from Ultra X at the weekend. Um, we did nice, lovely run, long run together, super fun. And I was telling him about the stuff that I've heard 
and stuff I've heard that it isn't actually Iron Man who are causing this problem. It's someone who is high up in the leadership of UTMB. Oh and- no, that's the best thing to do. Do you do all the decisions that you wanted to do for years, and you blame it on the new leadership? Yeah, and new and, and this I is say. and and in it, if you if if you think about who have been interviewing the past or chatting to you the last three months, it's a lot of very senior people within the Ultra Trail community. And my understanding of it is that actually Ironman don't have enough control over, they, 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 they don't really have control over decisions like this, the day-to-day or uh, the Gary Robbins situation. It's it's someone within UTMB is my understanding and um, Ironman are actually now ultra aware of not isolating your community and the power of bad PR. And, and unfortunately they are not in a position to be able to stop the elements within UTMB from making these bad decisions. And so actually in a weird way, Iron Man are the victim here, not as much as, <laughs> as Kareem. Oh my God, or as Gary, what is going on here? But, Iron Man are yeah. never the victim. Iron Man are never the victim. But but the and, and certainly mean victims too strong. But let's like let's 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 put this out to Iron Man. Iron Man, I just want to say as an organisation, you're never going to be able to to you know hold the um the the ultra community and the run the trail running community in place. So if I were you, I would cut your losses. I would I'd stick to your core brand, Iron Man, and I would yeah. just cut your losses and just you know divest yourself back to you know, the original race directors, um, you know, and make sure that you just decide not to, not to intervene in the community again, um, because, you know, this is going to keep happening and it's going to, it's going to damage your brand. And do you really want to yeah. damage your brand, Iron Man? Do you really want to? Is it worth dying, dying on this, this hill, on the UTMB hill? Is it, is it really? But, no. But the, the, the interesting thing now will be what's going to happen about this because if you've got a cancerous element in an organization you cut it out right but i don't know enough about the relationships or the contracts that have been signed i do know the individual who i've been told is is probably the driving force behind these terrible decisions is very much attached to utmb and will be very hard to shake out without actually fundamentally changing like the senior leadership of utmb the best outcome the best outcome is is um uh, pressure from iron man to reinstate her so you you have this you have this rebellious person who you know is pushed out by this other person and then they're forced forced to bring them back in because of the outcry of the community that is the best situation because that that completely destroys the authority of that person within that yeah. organization. But we or or if I was the ultra ultra majors, um, I'd now be talking to Kareen about being the commentator on their races, because then you're suddenly saying, "Hey guys, we're not UTMB," um, and yeah. and just looking down looking down her post because of the way Instagram works, it it almost filters to the top 
the biggest names. So first person who shows up as having um, commented, it's Killian Jone. This is so sad and wrong. Second person who comes up, Gary Robbins. Third person, Lucy Bartholomew. Fourth person, Daniela, um, Danny Marino, like every single John Kelly. It's the whole community. And it it's um it's such such a, a, a um what she what, what she needs to do now she needs she, what she needs to do now she goes okay so i thank you for all for your support um you know i would expect in solidarity uh, a boycott of um, all utmb events uh, going forward um yeah mm. throw, yeah and, throw and the cat among the pigeons there but that is that that is genuinely how people feel at the moment and and even if if you if you listen to how if you listen to the interview after the race by Jim Wormsley after UTMB, there were elements in there of of what he was saying that was clearly, clearly not saying I'm not a fan of UTMB. I'm not a fan of this organization. And there there are there has been talk. We've already got the Trail Running Association, professional trail running association. Um and actually, they are pushing into this area now where at some point they will be thinking, do we actually need to take a stand? Um, and everything's so public now. But but then I spoke to another race director who his race was like 500 people. UTMB came 3000 people the next year. So there's this disconnect between the community the old heart and the community and the elite and and the people buying the tickets and actually do their ticket sales in Asia. What is the connection between those individuals? Do they do they honestly care? And well, that's the thing. I suppose that's the thing. Like, does Europe matter? That's the other thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we yeah, we've got the it's got the prestigious like races and things like that, which are nice to have in the roster. But are those is that the that is that the long game, really? Yeah. Probably not. It's like when when they were talking about and you're going to wonder what the relevance is. When they were talking about the Super League for football, everyone yeah. was going, oh, you know, you rip the heart out of football, you know, all these supporters and stuff like that. And you're like, this isn't this isn't about football in, in, in Europe or in England or anything like mm. that. This is about Asia and all yeah. those markets where, yeah, where yeah. they're going to, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Liverpool FC moved to bloody china at some point like a like a franchise or something because that's what it's about you've got the you've got the the legacy names they're buying a legacy brand and, yeah. and then you're building other brands around it which are like closer to home that you know are gonna are gonna attract those as part of a utm but you know it, that's that's the play that's the long play it's got nothing and, and the to races go, the races aren't about the elite that's ultimately no. and um yeah yeah, and there was another article I saw, which I can't remember if I put in here, where it, there was some one of the races, UTMB races in Asia, there was no prize money, and it was a newer race, and they were saying like, why, why aren't our athletes allowed to have prize money? Why aren't we supporting Asian runners, and therefore um, allowing them to be more professional, to train harder, to stand more of a chance of becoming in the world elite. And so there's just so many things like that where they're just it's UTMB is not about the elite anymore. None of the series is. It's all about because their business model was model is not based at all on the elite. It's all about 
the the mass market tickets. Mm. Yeah. Well, about, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's going to be about building that up. Oh, look at this! Look at us attacking UTMB again. My goodness, I love it. Yeah, love it the exactly. Ultimate, the, exactly. The, the, the villain. It's the villain. It's the villain we've been waiting for. Yeah, it, it ticks absolutely. So many boxes. And and it, it is it is a watch this space to see what happens, not just in how they react to things and treat things, but will there be a change of leadership within UTMB? That to me is the big question now. Will Ironman no, no, change no. how it's run? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Dubellas, I think okay. I've I've got to get on my work now. I've uh, I've got a filming day with the team tomorrow. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, but do better. If there's any topics, any suggestions, and um, thank you for whoever tagged me into Kareen Malcolm's post. Um, I'll quickly check on my Instagram. That was extreme. Yeah, if you do see stories out there or things that are funny about, or content about like UTMB, that, about UT, anything that UTMB does wrong, we're going to be on their back all the time. Whatever any, it is, anything, even if even if they even an incorrect even a spelling mistake in a in a social post, no matter what it is, it's all going in the pot. But yeah, anything you think is fun or you think is interesting or relevant. So um, thank you, Sean Dyer, for uh, for tagging me in that. Um, but share it in the Facebook group or tag us on social so we can see it. And I have invited Kareen onto the podcast. I don't know if she's seen that message yet because we weren't friends before. But fingers crossed we can get her on at some point and just to hear about her story, her journey, because she's she's commentated so many races, um, and and also to to get an understanding of her of where she sees uh, improvements can be in the sport, and whether we can then link her up with the uh, Hong Kong Hundred. Come on, let's get Kareen out there to the Hong Kong Hundred or South Downs Hundred. Now that that's part of the um, that's yeah. part World of, Ultras, yeah, World Ultras. Um, so. Can we get her commentating these? And are we going to see more of these races actually doing commentary? So, uh, yeah, anything to throw into the mix, Jenny? Anything extra? No, I think if you want to, if you want to jump into the Facebook group, head on over to Facebook, type in Babble Running Podcast, answer three questions, and join the conversation there. If, if you want, merch, store.badboyrunning.com. And uh, if the the new merch for the Running Club has been sent out, the first wave, Ooh. so look out for that. Ooh. And um, yeah, I think you're going to find it super fun, actually. And um, if you if you if your subscription has come through and you haven't received your merchandise in the next two three weeks, then message us because it, it seems that a lot of members haven't actually let us know when they haven't received merch for the whole year. And if that is the case, we need you to get it because there is there is spare merch. We've overordered so that everyone can get some if stuff goes missing. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. If there's any suggestions of guests, message me, david at badbullrun.com or message on Instagram. And we will see you next time. See you later. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, 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 bye. Baby, come back. Bye, 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 I must admit I was a clone to be messing around. But that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. Come back. Yes, and give me one more try. Cause a love like this should I never, ever die. Come back. Fuck you, buddy.